Welcome to The Hub. I'm Michelle Hope, your unapologetic sexologist. Sex bear positions, as you know, I'm bringing it real raw and totally uncovered. So I am sitting with Bianca, who is a sex worker. Um, and we are using an alias because we'd like to protect her privacy, her client's privacy, but we want the real raw. We want the uncensored. <laughs> we want the unapologetic. Bianca, mm-hmm. welcome. Thank welcome, you. welcome. Yeah. So can you tell me how long have you been in the industry? I've been in companionship for like a year and a half, but I was um, like a sugar baby for like eight months before that in Boston. Okay, and what is the difference between being in companionship and being a sugar baby? Being a sugar baby, you're on, I feel like it's more private even than escorting because you're on websites that you have to be a member of, Mm -hmm. like SeekingArrangements.com, which you've probably heard of. SugarDaddies.com? Is that still a thing? Yeah. It's probably very shitty. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Um, Oh, the stories I have. But, I mean, to be honest, and I always tell people this, I feel like I was, my boundaries were crossed a lot more when I was sugar baby on those websites um, rather than escorting. Because with escorting, it felt like more, it's my business, people are coming to me, I can set my own rules and boundaries. Whereas with sugar baby stuff it's more of like a negotiation and the guy always has more power it, it um, seems like it's eluding because it's not like saying okay this is my business it's like oh yeah. we're in a relationship no definitely and definitely when I started sugaring too I was not I still had like internalized horphobia I was like oh I actually want a relationship like with money with money right but I was like I think, I don't know, I don't know when I started accepting more that it was actually sex work. Because I think when I first started, I was like, I don't know, I'm just doing this just to like, I sometimes, just for now. Just for now. Yeah. I sometimes like to share my own personal stories. And I was once a sugar baby because <laughs> I thought it was a dating website for oh, wealthy no. men. Like I thought like, Hell yeah. I'm going to date a wealthy man and he's going to spoil me. I, I think that's what it used to be a long time ago. Yeah, very long because that was I'm very old. Anyway, um, but I think what it ended up being was an abusive relationship. So it's interesting, and I don't even think he had money. I feel like it. I feel like I would lie to myself, no. but I didn't want to have sex for money. Right. Yeah. At yeah. the time, I mean, even now, I'd rather give sex for free. But that's neither here nor there. Yeah, but. Yeah. Um, so now you've been escorting for about a year, year and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, and would you, like, what does that mean for you? Is that penetration? Is that not penetration? Is it only oral? Like, what are um, the boundaries yeah. you set? Yeah, it's full service. But, yes. um, I mean, I don't do any, like, submission or domination stuff. Okay. Cause, um, and I think that's important to yeah. clarify. Because there are people who do BDSM or right. submission or but don't do any penetration right right? yes that Um, is true bianca do you give the girlfriend experience the girlfriend experience yes so tell me about tell our tell the listeners about girlfriend experience well i think there's a misconception because i think it's for some people for some odd reason i feel like for some people it's transformed into like code word for like bareback or something oh that's a never that's Um, a no-no right but i don't really 
Yeah, no, I mean, I personally don't, but... Safe sex always. That's what we advocate here. Yeah. Some people, you know, they have to for certain reasons and, you know... They like, have you know, to... Like, like let's talk about that. But, but let's... What does that negotiation look like and how do we protect sex workers to be like, right. we're not doing this? Yes, yes, that is true. I mean decriminalizing would help a lot because then workers could go to the police if they're feeling harassed or pushed into something that they don't want to do. Better health care. Yeah, insurance. Yeah. Unionize it. Right. I what? mean. Okay, now I want to ask. Weirdest request. Oh, my weirdest request. Of course. Um, That's really what people want to hear. Oh. They're like, I don't care about rights. Tell me the crazy Does stories. Be, okay. Let me, one just came to my head. This is just kind of an email that goes around to the girls. No one's actually seen this person. Okay. Someone who's claiming they're 15 and from France wants you to like have a foam party with them with like no penetration, like sends pictures of this like kid in the email. But I've gotten it like three times. You've never gotten this before? I've gotten this like three times <laughs> and I know other people who have gotten it and we like send it to each other like, Invited to the phone party again. Are you going? Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. In person. I love these kind of things. Like, what's the, <laughs> what's the wildest? Um, yeah. I mean, I do. I mean, I have done, like. Bianca. <laughs> remember, Bianca. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bianca, what is the weirdest thing Bianca's done? Okay, probably a role play situation where it's, like, the guy wants me to be like a teen oh yeah and is yeah. like i'm with my stepmom and he's, he's dating her but then like gets me alone oh yeah the um the uh creepy stepdad yes yes the yes. creepy stepdad request yes and like sometimes i'm like okay maybe yeah incest yeah i'm telling you people like people want to they want that fantasy and like because i advertise as 1920 I have gotten like probably more requests for that than other people. So let me ask you a weird question about that. Weird, but also serious. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like sex work is a space in which we could maybe mitigate pedophilia? So if you are calling um, yourself younger, or is that a slippery slope? You can be honest with me. Well, I mean, I used to feel like I mean, I was going to kind of follow up with this, actually. I, I feel like I used to be like, well, maybe, like, it's, like, because they're doing it with me, they won't do, do it with, it other with somebody people. else, right. But I, now I'm like, guys are idiots, and I don't really trust any of them. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We're going to pass the mic to another sex worker. This is Tatiana. Tatiana, yes, what Tati. is your perspective? I, I feel that like the argument that sex work can combat uh, pedophilia is as ridiculous as the argument that sex work can combat violence against women and sex work can combat uh, domestic violence. I think right. it's, just, it's just not true. I think there's so many more deeper roots to that role play that he wants to have. And I think obviously mainstream porn has an influence on that with a lot of um, right. unethical um, incest uh, role play. And I think that also on another level, for instance, Dominatrix, they work very close with their clients and, and relive a fantasy, but they can do it in a sex positive and constructive way. And I think that that's something to say that 
obviously if you are a more um, at-risk sex worker or you are a survival sex worker that you're less likely to turn down those types of, of um, role-playing situations but I think that it's a much bigger conversation and that's when the intersects of sex education can come into play of, of why is this happening and why are we wanting to do that but but sex work can be a way to um, act out fantasies that's ethical and, and beautiful and safe and safe and also I think that sex work can also help teach clients about sexual equity and consent and have you ever experienced Bianca we're switching around we're at a table of sex workers it's fabulous have you ever experienced a space where you were like helping someone learn something about their sexuality or helping somebody explore something that maybe they couldn't have done with someone else but you were able to find a healthy space yeah definitely I mean, I can't think of like a specific like act off of my top of my head, but like I mean, I've had multiple guys like be like, "Hey, like you were like super helpful." Like I've seen them a few times, but then they like found a girlfriend or like found someone they wanted to date and they were like, "Hey, like I know that like sex work is like like there's a lot going on right now with like Boston Sesta, but I like want you to know that you've made like a super big impact on my life and like just like yeah exploring their sexuality in general. Yeah. Let okay, me I'm gonna ask yeah, yeah. Bianca. I'm gonna ask you one more question. Then I'm gonna pass the mic. What have you ever fallen in love or have you ever caught feelings for someone that was a client? Mm, momentarily, but I I would say with one of them, it was like right in the beginning of like when I started and I think I was in like a super vulnerable place where I didn't know people in the community and I didn't know other people um and he was just very insistent on like talking to me so like I ended up opening up to him more but um yeah momentarily momentarily and then this is the question for all questions can you turn a hoe into a housewife um, yeah, you can. So you'll give it up? You'll, no, you'll... I wouldn't personally, but oh, I know okay. people who would. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. I ain't even mad at that. I ain't even mad at that. Um, uh, but Bianca, I definitely appreciate you chatting with me. Of course. One last thing you would tell people about how to be the best ally possible to sex workers. How can we support? Showing up to protests or even really at this point, like, posting on social media, like actually posting, because I mean, I, I have square friends on my like private Instagram and I'm like, post these things, like, come on. And they're not doing it. And I'm like, you love, you love me. And like, I don't, so I don't know why you're not supporting when there's all this stuff going on. So like, like set the bar low and like, like, educate yourself. Yeah. Educate yourself and like post stuff on your social media and in your community okay yeah. Bianca thank you good luck thank like you. I always say honey whether you riding the wave or making it you gonna get wet so wrap it up strap it up be safe out there on these streets and uh, you know thank you so much for coming on Sexpert Positions appreciate you no thank you Bianca was great we're back Sexpert Positions we are um, we're talking sex work and how to be great allies and right now I'm joined by Brooke Brooke first and foremost tell me a little bit about yourself how old are you I am 26 years old. Okay. I started out doing full service sex work, and then I was a stay-at-home girlfriend for a while. So basically, a sugar baby. But what was, that? was it good? It was nice. He was a little controlling. Drank a lot of Coca-Cola. 
Um, <laughs> like with no alcohol? He liked whiskey and his Coca-Cola sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes, but usually it was just Coca-Cola. Just Coca-Cola. Just straight up Coca-Cola. Was he a heavy set man? He started gaining weight. He had to, all that Coca-Cola. <laughs> That's a lot of calories. He spent a lot of money on me, though, so I was like, you know, you do your thing. I love your little belly. But did you find yourself, how long were you in that relationship? I was in that relationship until he made me get a job. Which was when I became a financial dominatrix and started making fetish videos. Okay, quick question. Did you dom him? I mean, not really. It was more like a sugar daddy, sugar baby relationship, right. but like deeper because like we met outside of like a sugar baby, sugar daddy situation. situation. Okay. Yeah. You was like a happy hour. Yeah. And then one thing led to another and there you are, mm -hmm. a housewife. Yeah, he moved me to New York City. He liked to say he imported me. From where? Where from Oklahoma? <laughs> oh good God. How old are you, Brooke? Brooke, how old are you? I am twenty six. Okay, you did say that. I apologize. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so now you're full time Dom? Yes. Online dominatrix, specialize in humiliation. That's like my real strong point. No penetration though. Uh yeah, I mm, I, I, pegging, no, not my thing. Okay, and you don't, and because you're a dom, you're not taking cock at all. Uh, I mean, dom, there's there's doms who do um, of full service. Yes. Yeah, I I have done real time, which is where you meet clients in person, but I no longer do that. Okay, so you're only online. Only online. What is that type of sex work like? I feel like that's an area that a lot of people uh, misconstrue or don't understand. So, like, am I emailing you and you're like, fuck you, asshole, don't email me again. Is that <laughs> what the, it is? I mean, if, if you're not paying me, I don't answer your email. Of course. Or I respond with my pay links. Okay. Um, so, yeah. Um, and then I do texting. I do Skyping, so video calls. I do night flirt, which is, like, phone sex. So I, have, uh, I do phone domination. And then, yeah, texting, phone, video. I once tried to audition for a phone sex operator position, and the guy stopped me three minutes in. It was, like, terrible. And oh, I've, wow. I've told that story before, but it was really bad. Like, That's really sad. I would love to learn how to do phone domination, not even to, like, go into the business, but I think it's so erotic. And I bet there's so much you could teach people about, like, how to erotically talk to their partner. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, honestly, most of my the calls I get, I don't even dominate them. Most of them just are, like, I really like your Twitter. That's, like, where I mainly advertise. They're, like, I really like your Twitter. And they just, like, want to talk about my life. Drop that handle, girl. And they girl. just, like, want to tell... Some guys just call to tell me stories. Drop that handle, girl. People yeah. want to know who you okay, are. Okay, so my Twitter is Venus, your God. Venus, your God. Yeah, so my work name is Goddess Venus. Okay, Goddess Venus. Yes, I am a goddess. Okay, Brooke. Um, <laughs> you are, I mean, so how long have you been in the business now? Well, I've been doing sex work since I was 20. Okay, so, so six you've been years. in the game a while. Okay, yeah. okay. Now, what was it that you were like... I think I can do this. Um, well, when I started out with full service, I was like, I, I had like three jobs and going uh -huh. to school full time. Yeah. And then I saw seeking arrangements and I was like, ooh, Let me try this. I can get another hustle up in here. Like how many hustles can I get going? Um, so that, yeah, I started dating guys on there, getting Man. money. And I can see why. I'm sitting across from this woman and she's not only a, just cute as a button, but that hair, your hair is... Just unbelievable. I curled her. It looks great. So Thank now you. tell us, how do we become the best ally to sex workers? So I would say listening to sex workers, seeking out sex workers like online that you can follow that are like talking about 
their rights. Yep. And then beyond that, like for for real, the biggest thing that you can do is call your representatives. Okay. Demand that they listen to sex workers. Give them organizations like Swap. Um, that they that they can say, hey, um, this is an organization that you can talk to, um, and they want to talk to you, they want to engage with you, and we want to like put in better policies that actually help sex workers, that help women, that help trans people. So, yeah. so Brooke, Goddess Venus, yes. what do you say to the people who are like, no, sex work is terrible, and people are being trafficked? Like, is everybody who's a sex worker being trafficked? Is everybody who's being trafficked a sex worker? Like, how do we how do we unpack this and how do we like explain the differences? Well, I think like I was like I was talking about today with a few people is at the end of the day, I think the people who are who are really conflating sex work with sex trafficking, I think at the end of the day we want the same thing, which okay. is to help people, yep. which is to help women. Yep. That at the end, of the, at the very core of it, we want the same thing, but we just have different ideas on trafficking and sex work. And sex work is different than trafficking because I have consent, I have bodily autonomy. I can say I want to do this with my body. I don't want to do that with my body. And I feel like these people who conflate sex work with trafficking, they don't believe in my bodily autonomy. Right. They don't believe that I can say yes or no to things. These things make sense when we're talking about condoms. Right. Um, I will have sex with you, but only with a condom. Okay. I will have sex with you, but do not kiss me on the lips. Okay. So conditional consent makes sense when we're talking about those things. But then you add cash. You say, I'll have sex with you, but only if you pay me. Now and all suddenly of a sudden that doesn't problem. make sense. Now all of a sudden it's a problem. And all of a sudden it's a problem. That's so it's crazy. like if you can understand the condoms and the kissing, but you can't understand cash, then you have like a hang up with sex more than anything. Tell them, girl. Yeah, tell them. Sex hangout. Yeah, I think that everybody should have the bodily autonomy to make decisions about their sex, mm -hmm. about the kind of sex they want, about how fast they want sex. And if that is a, a part of that is including, I'll have sex with you for X amount of dollars, mm -hmm. well, then that is their stipulation. That is their condition. And you can either respect that or you cannot respect exactly, that. Exactly, exactly. Um, and, then, and then from there, you have to say, these are the stipulations by which I want sex and, and which I'm not. Um, what's the best? Give me, give me like your best sex story, your best sex work story. My best sex work story or my best sex story? Well, those oh. are different. Oh. <laughs> I hear you, girl. Okay, here's a quick question. Those few Germans, though. Hello. The best sex you ever had, was it during sex work? Was there money involved? Oh, God, it was not during sex work. Okay, oh, my great. God, That's... I wish. So you're able to separate them. And what is that like? I think that sometimes I think people get them confused. Like, if you fall in love with somebody, you're going to be like, I'm only sleeping with you because if you give me money. Um, I mean, I wish there was money involved in every sexual interaction I ever Don't had. Don't we all? Like, that was, like, that's the ideal, like, situation. Um, sorry, I, got, I started thinking about money. Yeah, and I, I think got that we both lose our train of thought. <laughs> we're like, how much can we I'm get? I'm like, we're okay. talking about money? Okay. Yeah. And, but that's true. But your best sex is not with sex work. But what's your best sex work story? My best sex work story. Or experience. Oh, well, one of my favorite things. This guy really pissed me off. He was supposed to come meet a friend and I for, like, a sushi date. This was, like, a dom situation. And he stood us up. And so we were like, you need to come bring us money right now. We are near Times Square. Get your ass over here. And so he brought his little ass over. 
I took him behind a dumpster, like like a block away from like the main attraction on Times Square. Took his little ass, yeah. Took him behind a dumpster. I had these beautiful wedges on from opening ceremony. I went to town, put his hands on the ground, stomp, 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 stomp. Did you break that man's hands? I fucked his hand up. Then I kicked him in the balls a bunch. I said, take out all of your money. I put it in my pocket. And then I said, hey, you're gonna fuck that dumpster. People are walking by. He starts humping the dumpster. I said, you fuck that thing until you come, and then you eat it up. And he did. You didn't watch that, did you? I oh did. Oh, my. <laughs> if, the, if, if the hair strands could talk, honey, and so, your hair would have all kind of stories. Yeah, I called him cum dumpster, and I said, I will never see you again. He emails me from time to time telling me how fun he had with that. I was like, well... I hope you like the memory because that is the last time you stood me up. No, you don't get to see me again. Well, I'll be a tinker's damned. I thought I was an empowered woman until I look across <laughs> the table and hear a story about a woman who made a man hump a dumpster, come on it, and then lick it up after she broke his knuckles. I'll yeah. be a tinker's damned. And I feel like on that, we're going to end on a high note today, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> You've been tuned into the Hottest, wildest, most craziest, unapologetic sexologist, expert, sex work positions. I'm your girl, Michelle Hope, for The Hub. Until next time, Michelle Hope signing off for sex work positions. joining me it's your favorite unapologetic sexologist michelle hope here in the hub and i want to remind you to make sure you're following me at mh sexpert on ig and twitter because each week i'm going to be delivering those sexy tips you want and answering all your questions so hit me up on twitter and ig using the hashtag unapologetic sexologist